Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going this week? It's been a busy week. Yes, it has. It's been a very, very busy week. We say it every time. There's tons of stuff happening. I know yep. it was ac- actually was a really busy week for you. It was yes. busy here, but you had trustee meeting. Yes, we were in Ridgecrest, North Carolina this past week, right outside of Black Mountain, and had a trustee meeting. Had a great meeting, uh, mm-hmm. but I was a bit distracted with all the stuff going on around the SBC this week because it just seemed like every 20 or 30 minutes I would get a text with, well, look what here. And then and then today, it, I mean, I got back to the office today and – there's more stuff, and I'm just like, good night. What in the world is going on around here? Yeah, I subscribe to Baptist Press's email list, which um, is really helpful, and it every single one of them was packed this week. Yes. Some, day, some days they come, and it's just a handful. It's a, you know, a spotlight on a church, maybe some of these sort of human interest stories. But this week, it was just news after news after news. So let's get into this. We're going to talk uh, just a couple of quick notes on Guidestone. Amy, tell us what's going on with those guys in that Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals. Yeah, this isn't anything new that we got to go into detail about. But the the Tenth Circuit Court Court the Tenth Circuit Court did rule that it will keep the injunction in place uh, for Guidestone while they appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. So just this this issue about the health care mandate the injunction that kind of covers it, it protects them from having to provide uh, these things in their health plan or face the fines. The injunction is staying. We get to see this all the way through to the Supreme court. So that's a good thing for Guidestone. At least they can kind of focus their efforts on this legal case, not have to worry about what to do in the meantime. Uh, there are some other SBC entities that have, have come along and, you know, filed some front of the court briefs, uh, the IMB, the ERLC, Southern Seminary, as well as Dr. Moeller um, personally. And so Godstone is just continuing down this road, and the injunction helps, at least in this moment. Yeah, and also in the religious liberty and legal area, there was a, a nationwide protest, really, at Planned Parenthood uh, offices across the country this past weekend, August the 22nd. I saw pictures all day Saturday of uh, rallies and protests at Planned Parenthood uh, offices around the country. Uh, Baptist Press ran a story on that uh, from the Louisville one. Uh, But, uh, you know, this is people speaking up for the unborn, and it's good to see. Yeah, one of the parts of this story that really is so striking is how crucial social media has been to this Mm -hmm. because as everyone sees and continues to talk, I mean, you know, Keith asked me the other day, is the mainstream media just never going to pick this up? And they're just not really doing it. Um, And I know there's, we understand a lot of reasons why, but it's not going away. Social media has done its sort of its function in this and it resulted in hundreds and hundreds of people all across the country. And the Louisville focus was, uh, was a good one because a ton of those participants, uh, were staff, Mm -hmm. faculty and students from Southern seminary. So, yep. Uh, it was good to see the seminary students out and, uh, you know, fighting for the rights of the unborn. So, uh, it was very positive. I saw, like, like I said earlier, I saw, dozens and dozens and dozens of tweets and pictures and 
and mentions uh, across my Twitter feed on Saturday as we were in Black Mountain getting ready for trustee meeting for this. So uh, it was it was really good to to see that and see the the numbers that came out. I was really really impressed by the the numbers of protesters that were out at, at each individual place. So. That, yeah. was, uh, that was encouraging. Uh, also, uh, some more sad news. It seems like we're covering too many of these stories uh, the, in the last few weeks. But uh, Dr. David Allen, the Dean of Theology at Southwestern, uh, lost his mm-hmm. wife this past week. Uh, Sherry uh, passed away after a lengthy battle with cancer. Yeah, and uh, that that was a really sad thing to see. In New Orleans, they experienced their own loss this week, uh, faculty member John Gibson. So it's just tough. We keep kind of having these things. We had Jeannie Elif. Uh, we had uh, the IMB missionary last week. We have a lot of people, obviously, in the denomination, a lot of denominational employees. This is going to happen, but it's still really, really sad. On a positive note, Midwestern, wow, received $7 million from a family in Oklahoma, the Mathenas, uh, to go toward a new student center. So uh, that that's a, a heck of a gift. Congratulations to them. Should be a, a great thing for the students there at Midwestern. Yeah, very big one. And the student life is a really important part yeah. uh, for the traditional student. And so that's a that's a great thing. I know they're really excited about that. Yes, and Midwestern is probably the most facility challenged of the six seminaries. So I know this is a, a good thing for them uh, needing some it, facilities and, and updated facilities as well. It, it is. And I think it's important to remember, you know, the, the cooperative program does a lot to support the seminaries, yeah. but where they fit into that formula, I mean, the bulk of our cooperative program dollars are going to our mission efforts. And so these, uh, these institutions, these six seminaries, they have to also depend on um, individual gifts. And so in order to do these things, uh, gifts like this matter. Yeah. They make a difference. They, they can't do all they need to do just on cooperative program dollars and tuition dollars. So it, it, it matters through uh, individual donors. Yeah. So if you're listening and you've got $7 million laying around, uh, send that over to Southeastern. Amy will appreciate that. So Absolutely. We always will. <laughs> <laughs> we will take that check. Um, some strange news here out of North Carolina. Uh, speaking of your state, uh, the Journey Church of the Triad uh, Southern Baptist Church plant that started about a decade ago. The the pastor and his wife have been arrested for allegedly stealing and embezzling more than $40,000 from the church. Yeah, that's kind of a crazy story. And I can tell you right now, I don't, I really don't know anything uh, about, about this. I'm, I'm not even familiar with the, the journey church. I was going to wonder, I was going to ask if you'd even heard it, seen it in the, uh, in the news there. No, I hadn't. Um, I mean, it's been a pretty busy week in our house with school starting and, and mm-hmm. things. So I hadn't gotten to, to keep track of local news as much. But still, I'm not even familiar with with this church. Uh, the, it's in the High Point area, so it's not, not around not here. Not the immediate but, triangle. Yeah. Yeah, but still, man, that's just a crazy, crazy situation. Um, had a couple of trustee meetings this week over at Lifeway. We mentioned that I was at Lifeway. Uh, trustee meeting in Black Mountain had a great trustee meeting there. Uh, we ate a lot of food. That was one thing about trustee meetings. Uh, it was great. They t- they treated us right. Rich Crest, Amy. I-, I don't know when the last time you've been there. When's the last time you've been there? I think to stay there, it's been since a trustee meeting or maybe one meeting I worked at not long. So like two th- thousand ten, two thousand eleven, or somewhere in there. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, you got to go back and you need to send your daughter to girls camp at. Ridgecrest, Camp Crestridge. 
I need Dr. Rainer to give her a full scholarship. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> offline. Um, but I was, they've, they've done some upgrades at the girls camp and facility upgrades. They've been able to get some money into that. Uh, thanks to some, thanks to some donors and the alumni association out there at Ridgecrest. And it is spectacular. It is a first class state of the art camp that I mean, everybody there was just in awe of what Art Sneed and his team out at Ridgecrest has done. They have done a fantastic job. I, I cannot believe the difference that I've seen because I missed Ridgecrest trustee meeting last year because my daughter was being born. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go last year. So it's been two years since I've been to Ridgecrest. And the difference in what it looked like two years ago and what it looks like today is night and day. They that's, have just done an absolute phenomenal fantastic. job. That's fantastic. I have heard phenomenal things about that camp. Well, yeah, Crest the camp. Ridge, yeah, but I'm talking about Ridgecrest proper even. They yeah, have upgraded it as well. Uh, you can check out my Twitter feed. You can see a couple of uh, pictures from Ridgecrest uh, over on Instagram, I think, as well, uh, on my Twitter and Instagram feeds. Mm-hmm. But uh, they got a new amphitheater there they, they use for um, movie nights and things like that. They got a new pool out at the, uh, the girls' camp. They, they didn't have a pool on wow. campus before. Now there's a wow. pool at the girls' camp, and it is a pool that you would not expect at a girls' camp. It is phenomenal. Nice. So, well, uh, I, I sure do love it there. I really do. And I didn't go the first time I went, I was in college, so I don't have all the memories a lot of people do. Um, but I I absolutely love that place. Yeah. So if, if you're looking for a place to do a church retreat or a youth camp or a youth retreat or something like that during the year, uh, choir retreat, anything like that, Ridgecrest is consider it. Ridgecrest seriously I mean the facilities there will will surprise you you will not expect to see the first class type facilities that you get there and uh, they've done a great job so kudos to Art Sneed and his team again uh, and uh, their food service people because man we ate well this week it was just it, it's not your camp food let's put it that way Oh, that's so awesome. They did right, a great so, job. So did anything happen at the trustee meeting? They approved the sale of the building, um, okay. which is in the story here. Uh, there's and approved the purchase of the new place. So basically everything that we've been kind of marching toward, uh, they the trustees affirmed that, and uh, we welcome new trustees to the board. They approved the budget for next year at a $482 million. So um, quite a quite a steep budget so we got some work to do and get after go. it here and uh sell some books and bibles and all kind of other stuff so uh it was it was a great time and uh great weather had a good time there and uh just just a good trustee meeting you know uh, trustee meetings can be interesting they can be contentious at times but our trustees are fantastic and uh That's they, great. they were they were really good uh, good to, good spirit of the meeting and everything. So it was really good times. And uh, it was neat to see uh, Adam uh, Greenway, uh, former mm-hmm. chairman of the trustee board, came in to do some consulting for one of the committees. And it was good to see him. So it's always good to see some friendly faces and uh, hung out with Jimmy Scroggins a little bit. So that was that was good as well. So um, just, just some uh, good times and a good meeting. And uh, we're excited about the future of Lifeway. That's fantastic. Well, there was one other trustee meeting. Yeah. Yeah, they had a little bit of news come out of that one. Just a little we're gonna, bit. We're going to talk a lot about that right now. So at the uh, IMB trustee meeting in Fredericksburg, Virginia at Spotswood Baptist, they, they appointed 42 new missionaries. So congratulations to our new missionaries appointed to the field. And uh, a couple other little minor news notes, Amy, I'll let you go into that. 
Yeah. Well, so they, so they had the commissioning. That was very exciting. We actually had uh, some really good friends that were part of that. Very cool. um, where, yeah. Can you yeah, say where I, they're headed? No. Okay. I don't think so. All right. Obscuristan. Yeah. Just to be careful, I'm going to not. I, yeah. It could be okay, but I'm going to not. They're headed overseas. Um, they are headed overseas. We're very excited for them. We wanted to go up there uh, to Fredericksburg but it was just, just too much with everything in, in our world this week. Um, but anyway, that was, in, that was actually at Spotswood. The trustees met in Richmond uh, at, the, at the main offices. But the major thing that came out um, was this plan that they uh, had come out with to balance the budget. So this, this is presented by um, primarily... Uh, David Platt and then Sebastian Traeger and other other senior leadership um, and they just came right out you know I'm actually reminded of the time when uh, Kevin Ezell got up at the SBC his very first one and he said all right let's do the numbers and he went up and he told all the you know uh, what the stats were on the different the churches being planted and the money and it was a tough thing to hear and they've done the same thing. They've said, here's the numbers. Um, and here's where we are short of our current budget, how many years we have fallen short, and what it's looked like over the past six years, um, which was really, you know, it's, it's tough. And in, in the Baptist Press story, which we'll, we'll link in the show notes, it says over the past six years, the expenditures have totaled $210 million more than has been given each year. That's a lot of money. It, it really is. It That's really a lot. is. Uh, it was something like uh, 12 to 15%, I think, this past year um, yeah. of their budget because they, they actually spent $39 million. And this is in the notes I'm reading from the, uh, the IMB fact sheet that they sent me today. Uh, $39 million more than they received in 2014, but they were able to offset $18 million of budgeted expenses by utilizing global property sales. So they only yeah. had a 20, only a $21 million shortfall um, this past year in 2014. So a 40, basically almost $40 million budget shortfall, 39 million to be exact. Yeah. And the budget is only about $310 million. So yeah. about 12 to 15% over budget in their spending. Yeah, and so they've they and they've had to rely a lot on just liquidation of things, and they talked about that that they considered continuing that, uh, but what they needed to get to was a balanced budget. Yeah, you can't do and that long so term. That's, that's that's a long term right. disaster waiting to happen. Right, right. And, and Sebastian and David see that, and they're moving toward a a swift uh, balancing of the budget. Uh, you know, it could they could have done this and stretched this out over years, but it would have been a lot more painful because they really would not have been getting to what needs to be done. So, right. um, and, and unfortunately, in a group like IMB, you don't have uh, a lot of fixed asset costs. Your, your asset costs are your people. Uh, so right. to get expenses down to match your revenue, you've got to cut people. Yeah. So Yeah, and that was, that was the tough news. And that, that's, that's the tough part about it. Right. Everybody's taking that in today. Uh, but... You know, kudos to the leadership for just coming right out and, and telling they're going to have to reduce approximately six to 800 staff and field personnel, which is, man, that's just, a, that's just a tough thing. That is tough. We're at 4,800 missionaries approximately right now. 
um, they're looking at going down to 4,200. Uh, so a reduction of about 600 people on the field. And then a staff reduction, they said, possibly of another 200. I was talking to some people at the IMB uh, a few weeks ago, actually. It's in North America. Uh, and asking them about how things were going. And, you know, they, they kind of knew this was coming. Um, and, you know, one of the plans for the uh, the staff and, and, and actually some of the, the missionaries as well as a voluntary retirement incentive that David outlined, it's it's outlined in all the links that we're sending and uh, or that we've, we've included on the, the show notes. Uh, but I didn't know this, that of the 430 people or 450-ish people that are working in Richmond, more than 100 and almost nearly, I think right around 125 or so, so about a quarter or more of the staff that is in Richmond are actually already retirement eligible. Okay. So they're looking at reducing staff, you know, through this voluntary retirement incentive from about 450 to 250. And you would think, man, that's a lot of people. Is that even possible? But, you know, just by looking at the numbers of who's eligible for regular retirement before you even get to the retirement incentive, uh, quite a substantial bit is, is there. So, uh, it's extremely doable. Um, I hope that we don't have to go through a round of layoffs and, you know, we, the voluntary retirement incentive is a good option for, uh, them. And, uh, kudos to David and them for offering that. Cause a lot of companies, uh, secular companies would just go in and just start chopping jobs. And, uh, right. this right. is a, a very, a grace filled way, I think to, to handle this. And, uh, it's, it's not going to be easy. And the road ahead for no. IB won't be won't be paved with, you know, rainbows and snow cones, but you know it'll it'll be a um, a tough few years for IMB. But to get the expenditures and the the field personnel back to where they need to be, some t- tough decisions have to be made. Yeah. One final note on the voluntary retirement incentive and everything that's going on. Uh, they did mention that that will be rolled out in September and those personnel will have 45 days whether or not to accept it. So uh, you'll have a 45-day okay. window. So people, we should we should hear some more, I think, probably the, the, the follow-up of this, probably somewhere in November, December range, uh, just to kind of see that next phase of what IMB is going to be rolling out. But, um, you know, the, the phase two is to uh, is coming, it says, conclude our reset in January, February of 2016, organizationally and personally. So uh, over the next few months, we'll we'll be checking back in on this, and I'm sure we'll hear more out of IMB. Uh, so as they conclude their uh, search for a vice president of mobilization, which they mentioned as uh, one of the spots they're still looking to fill, as well as mm-hmm. um, you know just getting the field personnel and costs underway and um, underbalanced. So yeah, well, and uh, speaking of budgets, on a kind of a positive note, hey, positive we, news. We talked. Yeah, we talked several weeks ago about uh, Tommy Green, the new state exec in Florida, and his sort of immediate statement that they were going to just go right away to a 51-49 formula for cooperative program receipts going to the SBC. He presented the budget for 2016 uh, to their Board of Missions Budget Allocations Committee, and that committee unanimously approved that budget. Uh, that does exactly what they said, sends 51% to the SBC and will retain 49%. So this is going to be a $200,000 increase over last year. So So congratulations to Tommy Green. I know a lot of the conventions are are going in a, you know, kind of a a protracted approach to get to that 50-50 split. 
but uh, Tommy came in and said, look, you know, we're going to do it and we're going to do it now. And they did. So uh, yep. thank you, Florida, yep. for, uh, you know, putting, putting the money where the mouth is, I guess, there and, and really stepping up and going to a, you know, a 51% to the SBC and only keeping that 49%. So still $14 million uh, to Florida uh, from their budget giving and 14.8-ish to the SBC. Yes. We got a new feature this week that Amy is going to uh, do for us on the podcast, and it's this week in SBC history. Uh, based on all the news that I've been seeing this week, I bet I can guess this one. I bet you can. Yep. Ten years ago this week, um, Hurricane Katrina. Yes, I was in Louisiana, through. living in Louisiana when this happened, so it was just kind of a big deal. Part of your history as well. Um, I uh, I always remember this because I was in Virginia, so I was watching everything happening from there, but the levees broke the day my son was born, so I was in the hospital. Really? Yep. Wow. Yep. So in, in the hospital, and that's basically all – everybody was talking about, but we were, we were watching from afar. Um, but this affected so many, obviously the biggest one was new Orleans Baptist theological seminary. Uh, and yep. they are, they, they're sort of reflecting on it and looking back at where they were 10 years ago, where they are now. Uh, this had a big impact, uh, on churches there, Dr. Luter's church, other, other churches in the area as well. And then it was incredible what the uh, disaster relief team out of NAM did also. So there are some stories out about that. We'll put them in the show note uh, at Southeastern. Dr. Ken Keithley, who was there, they were at New Orleans at the time. Uh, he did sort of a reflection piece. We can throw that in there as well. So this week in SBC history. Uh, Hurricane Katrina affected a whole lot of us. It did, and the SBC really stepped up at that time, uh, too. I remember reading stories about that, and I'm looking at this. So um, Rob Zinn, the chairman of the F, uh, the executive committee, he was the chairman of the executive committee at that time. Rob Zinn was the pastor, and I think it's still the pastor, at Emmanuel Baptist out in Highland, California. They, the SBC executive committee gave to the rebuilding efforts. The IMB gave 2.5 of their contingency reserve funds under Jerry Rankin's leadership. I know Lifeway gave at least a million. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Southeastern, I'm looking here, they gave about 150000 to the straight to the seminary. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Lifeway gave $6 million. Good grief. Lifeway, wow. million, they gave $6 million for disaster relief on the Gulf Coast. Um, so... I mean, Lifeway, let's say they gave students textbooks, you know, $250 in textbooks, every student that went there at New Orleans. Um, so, I mean, just millions and millions of dollars that the entities stepped up and gave to uh, both New Orleans and the, the disaster relief groups that were helping in, uh, in the Gulf Coast, uh, not just New Orleans, but on the Mississippi Gulf Coast as well. So, yeah, and, and individuals. I mean, yes. our... our our church, our church in Waverly, Virginia, gave to New Orleans. Um, we gave as individuals to New Orleans, and other members of our church gave as individuals. So this, it was a time when Baptists, all the way from the person in the pew to the largest of our entities, worked to help our people. Yeah. So it, it was a, a great time for Baptists coming together and, and helping one another out. So uh, it, it's hard to believe that's been 10 years. I remember being uh in lake charles at that time and we were watching katrina going man if that ever happens here it's going to be bad news and then about a month later rita hit 
and it was there bad went. news. And uh, yeah. it was it was that was kind of a a watershed moment in my life, uh, the Katrina thing, because it was the first time Beth had ever been through a hurricane. Mm-hmm. She didn't like that. She didn't like hurricanes at all. <laughs> so uh, it wasn't too much longer actually that we we wound up leaving like he Charles said, just because it was just like no, we can't do this anymore. So that's it. it well, was, uh, I I remembered I remembered that um, a few years before through just this really random thing. Uh, Rhonda Kelly, Dr. Chuck Kelly's yeah. wife, she came and did a, spoke at a retreat at my church in Louisville. But I needed to go. Someone needed to go pick her up in Nashville, Tennessee. So I drove down and uh, picked her up and spent three hours on the wow. road with her, and then three hours back. That's so hardcore, seen, right there. Yeah. So I had six hours. It was an absolutely delightful time. Uh, but during that, that was about a year before Katrina during that ride, she was telling me about just experiences with other hurricanes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Andrew. And, yeah. And a couple she, others. Yeah. She was telling me, I want to say Camille was one that had been really oh, big. Yeah, that would have been and, way back. Yeah. Yeah. And so she was telling me, uh, just different stories about her and her family and how they experienced it and then what an, what an impact it made on the city. And so then when Katrina hit and I was watching this, um, that's all I could think about. You know, I just, wh- what they were experiencing uh, at New Orleans Seminary. So there's, there's a lot of reflection out there this week on mm-hmm. that. And so it was a big, big week in SBC history. It was, it was. So um, thanks for that, Amy. I like the, the this week in SBC history. So we'll have to keep doing that. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what you got for next week. So. Oh, I've already got it. I'm kind of excited. Okay, so. and we'll it's going to be a surprise because I don't know what it is. So that's right. All right, resources of the week. My resource this week is the new movie War Room. Uh, it comes out today, uh, starring Priscilla Shire. And a bunch of other people. Um, and uh, Michael Jr.'s in it. He's got a pretty funny part in it, actually. I uh, got to hang out with the Kendrick brothers a couple weeks ago and uh, just talked to them about the, the movie. And just we've really getting, really enjoyed getting to know them. I don't know if you've ever met them, Amy. Have you? I, I haven't really met them. I would see them around sometimes, the, okay. bi- the building when I was at Lifeway. It's always really weird because which one's the brother that's actually in the movies a lot? That would be Alex. Yeah, it's always weird to like would pass. Yeah, I'd pass Alex in the hall, and it's just like that's the coach from Facing the Giants. You know? <laughs> so that's the cop from Courageous. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, he's uh, he they're really nice guys too. They they spoke in chapel last week. Got to hang out with them, and actually got to hang out with them um in the hotel at at uh, SBC this year. They came up and uh, we shot a Periscope video with Dr. Rayner and just interviewing them and stuff. That was a, a lot of fun. And I just got to hang out with them. So really good guys. And the movie, I'm seeing more positive reviews for this one than I have for any of the other ones. It seems like every time they do it, they get better. Uh, the movies are getting better and better every time. And a lot of really positive reviews on this one. Uh, churches, I know, really excited about this because of the subject. You know, the others have dealt with different things. But this one here really hitting home with the power and the the purpose and the importance of prayer. Uh, so my resource of the week is War Room, the movie opening today in theaters nationwide. Go see it this weekend. Take some people from your church. Uh, be encouraged and uh, and support uh, Christian filmmaking. Awesome. Uh, my resource of the week, actually I referred to it earlier, it is the Baptist Press mailing list. So I am a subscriber uh, to the Baptist Press mailing list, and I get hit every day, uh, and it just keeps me on track with, the things that are going on in the SBC, many of which we come turn around and talk about here, 
but also lots of stories about great things that are going on in the churches. So it's primarily what you're finding at the website, but it's come straight to my inbox and I uh, don't miss it. So to subscribe on that, there's an email button in the upper right-hand corner of the Baptist Press website, which is bpnews.net. You just click on that, click on put your email address in there, click on subscribe, and I actually have a uh, an Espanol edition. Yes, so they do. So you can get it in English or on Espanol, and uh, right. it'll come out to you every day. So uh, you know, just keeps you in the news and in the know, and. Uh, and you'll get to hear us talk about most of the things that are released each week. So, because that's where yeah. we get a lot of our our news. Because that's Baptist Press' job is to put out news. It so, is, and and it's our job to commentate on it. I guess, kind of, sort of. Yes. Yeah, so, we collect it. We talk through. Yeah. So we give you the high points. So another big week in the SBC. I'm kind of scared to see what happens next week because I didn't see a lot of the news that we had this week coming. So uh, we'll be interested to see what happens next week. Thanks for joining us this week on SBC This Week. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you in a week.